happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I am joined by Reinhardt. What is up? What's going on? And also down in the dungeon, taking notes of Grognak. What's up, sir? Welcome to Thunderdome. <laughs> and joining us, very special guest, coming back, Jack Otterwaffen. Jack, no longer the intern. Jack, what up? I, I feel like I've been asleep for like a year. Did I miss anything? You did. You missed a lot. Damn. My bad. What's up, kid? I, I think I slept through a few shows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, we, we got an intern, though, so you're good. You oh, can, oh you, thank God. Yeah. You just got to hang Apparently, out. otters uh, hibernate. I don't know if that's actually factual, but apparently that, that applies to me. <laughs> nice. Well... Good to talk to you, bud. How, how's the uh, how's this, this, the Americaner stuff going on? I know you guys have uh, a bunch of stuff over there now. Yeah, we've uh, got a bunch of new stuff. Um, I mean, we've got like, you know, Godcast, Full House. They came over and yeah, we've, we've got a bunch of like just brand new shows in general. Cool. Yeah, probably within the past few months. Well, there are people going to have to go check that out. That's Americaner dot org or com or what, what is uh, dot org dot org it is dot org i knew it was a dot org it was a weird one just get a dot com like a normal person why can't you be normal i'm just kidding <sighs> well it's gordon it's shit, fine you, you, yeah you'll have to take that up with gordon it's gordon it's fine i like gordon gordon's a good boy he is yeah so what's up guys it's friday yeah comfy friday night yes it is not a dude. It was like 70 degrees yesterday. Did you guys have that weird weather yesterday? Like that weird warm snap. Yeah, it was like 70 and about 50 mile an hour winds all day. Yeah, it was really weird. It was nice. Damn. And it must be nice. It was like max like 45 where I'm at. Oh, really? Well, it was it was like 68, 69 degrees yesterday and the winds were terrible. Like 40 mile an hour winds today. It's like 31. So back to winter. Just kidding. Just kidding well, about where you guys are at. I mean, I don't know about uh, everyone else, but we, what was it last about a week from today? We, it dropped down to like negative 20, I believe. Oh, last when we got the yeah, cold last week, last week yeah. it got that cold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it was pretty chilly last week. It wasn't that chilly though. Holy shit. Negative 20. It might've been just new England. We had a huge cold snap. Mm. I was going to say you're in the same state as me, but you're above ground, right? Uh yeah. yeah, the surface, surface yeah. dwellers. All right. Well, um, did you guys hear they shot down another thing? Yeah, what? this time over Alaska, they shot down silver object. They shot down the silver bullet, guys. They shot down. They they finally did it. They got sick and tired of the the blimp action, so they shot the blimp. No, I don't know what it was. It was a cylindrical, silvery gray object over. Over Alaska. Uh, so the according- F-22 officially has two kills, none of which were actually uh, planes. <laughs> right. Awesome. Uh, it's uh, in the content channel right now. Is it? Okay. I'm wondering if... Uh, that's, I open up and, and it's... Fr- thanks, Evan. But <laughs> that's... That's the picture... What was that taken with a Game Boy Color? What? Like, 
I was going to say, is this somebody like drop a drop of little water onto their lens and take a picture through the drop of water? Like, that's not I have no idea what this is. I can actually to be. see that. It yeah. probably is. Right. I don't know what that is, but it's not at 33 quote tweets. <laughs> because, of course. Right. Can't not have that. That's crazy. That's 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 not a picture. That's that's like um, a blurb. You delete stuff that looks like that normally when you when you find that in your camera roll. That does not make it to the paid uh, hard drive of wedding pictures that you actually give to the client. <laughs> no, no. This looks like something I'd see in a modern art museum. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks like it. It just looks like a, a modern art blurb. That's it, and that's all it looks like. So. Whatever, but we shot it down. So there you go. Uh, China is, you know, as if on cue because because Silver Alert president in his stupid State of the Union the other day, uh, he said that if China threatened our sovereignty again, we would take care of it like we did. We'd let it drift over the ocean and shoot it where nobody can find it. He didn't shoot anything. That thing like self destructed. By the way, nobody shot that. I still don't believe that. No, and we're not going to see any footage or anything from alaska certainly not Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no we, we, we like only to... get the footage of of the one and then that, that boomer lady going that's my air force right there yeah the air force that let it a balloon drift across the entire continental u.s for two days and then once it's over the atlantic then we shoot it down yeah somebody I would like somebody would said like that where exactly in atlanta this was or uh, atlanta alaska if it was anywhere near the triangle mm. or harp isn't Harp in the triangle? Is uh, it? I think it is actually between Anchorage, Juneau, and uh, uh, Barrow, all the way up at the top north corner. Maybe I don't know. Gardner, can you look up Harp's location? Actually, yeah, if you if you can look it up, that would be helpful. Yes. Um. So we shot it down. That's good. We're safe. Everybody in Alaska is safe, guys. You guys, we're safe. We're safe from, you know, remember on, on Facebook, you used to be able to mark yourself safe from certain events. Oh, holy. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's in Alaska. That. Well, yeah. thank you, Grognak. We know it's in Alaska. <laughs> it is <Yeah>. It is <laughs> about smack in between. It, it's right in the middle of the triangle. It's in the triangle. Okay. So it's like dead center of the triangle. It's like the eye. It, in the Illuminati eye on the pyramid on the dollar, right? It's the eye, basically the center of the dot of the eye. Yeah. Actually, what's funny is with all the power lines, it is it is a square, but with all the power lines and everything, you, you they kind of look like eyes. Well, why? I mean, you know, it's the look they're going for, right? Uh, and what about the uh, the one in Hawaii that that was shooting all those uh, green laser beams down? That was weird. Yeah, that was something that got shut down on the news pretty quick, didn't it? Faster than monkeypox. Well, faster than monkey pox once they realized kids were getting it. Yeah, kids and dogs. Kids and dogs, right. So it's not white girls that fuck dogs. It's white fags fuck dogs. Or fags. They don't have to be white. Yeah. Just just fags. Yeah. Just fags are just doing fag stuff. Yeah. It's just gays doing gay stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you guys? I didn't tell you guys. I I have a new theory on the Holocaust. It's not really a theory. It's a take. I came up with this today. The Holocaust, like people ask you about it. You're like, dude, check it out. It's the greatest success story ever, right? 
Like six million of them were killed, and now they own literally everything. Real underdog story. Yeah, it's the best underdog story ever. Don't you let me just think about Don't that. Don't call it a comeback. Exactly. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. It's, and then then you you know you can bring it to him that way. I don't know. I, I did that at work today, and and somebody was like, "Man, that makes a lot of sense." Wow. I was like, "Don't you know? Don't you love a good comeback story in the movies? Right? Yeah. And who writes the movies? Jews." Oh, oh. wait a minute. I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. So yes, the Holocaust is the greatest comeback story ever. <laughs> Real Cinderella tale. Real Cinderella tale. I mean, they were they were mopping those. Those barracks at Auschwitz and Oyve, not gonna lie, they really had us in the first half. <laughs> but Schmoly had him in the second. Oh God! But then we used yes, we we pulled the reverse card and just took over all the banking, and the movies, and the hospitals, and the everything, and created porn. And created that was created long ago. Well, yeah, they well, took over the porn. They, no, no, it was cre- no, they probably. They probably were doing that back in the day too. All the degenerate, like, I don't know, man. There's some fucking porn carvings. You guys know there is, right? There's like, there's like frescoes with porn. Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. that just goes to show humans have always been had degenerate tendencies, or at it, least is it degenerate tendencies mm-hmm. though? Like, I mean, honestly, that's like, I don't know. You're right. I, I mean, know. I'm not them. You don't know, right? You don't know how, who painted it, why they painted it, what it was. But you just know there's an is a dude getting his dick washed and on the wall in, in Egypt. You know what I'm saying? Or well, like, that's, that's different than all the penis furniture that, uh, uh, Catherine the great from Russia had built. Right. I mean, I totally forgot about Catherine the great's penis couch, but you know, <laughs> and penis chairs and penis it, tables. And yes, yes. And then all the, uh, Oh, what was it? The, um, Oh, not Fomorians. That's the only thing I can think of right now. Fomorians. No, but they're like the uh, the round-hipped, big-boobed women of like the Med, but they were pre-Greek. What were they called? Oh, it was the Sumerian like fertility goddesses. Yeah, but what are the names of the people? I forgot what they're called. Damn it. Hittites. No, it's, it starts with an M. Mycenians. Is it Mycenians? No. It, w- it would be or the Minoans. Minoans. The Minoans. That's the ones. The, yeah, the, yes, the the large-hipped Minoan women. <laughs> dude, you gotta, I mean, you got to think about it, dude. Like, going back, going back throughout antiquity, you know, a woman's sexuality has been a thing. So, and apparently penises. I mean, I think, a, I think a penis couch would be absolutely hilarious to have, but, you know, that's my <laughs> sense of humor. I have seen a vagina couch. Hmm. Like, yeah, it was like an art thing. I don't think you could, like you. You don't just go to Ashley and order that or anything. But uh, <laughs> Wayfair will take care of you. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, Wayfair, Wayfair got you covered. Or um, who's the other one? It's got all the Wish, Wix, Wish. Well, Wix, is oh, Wish, man, on Wish on Facebook, I swear to God, they would have the weirdest ads. Yeah, it'd be like it, they would call it something. You could buy, I think on Wish, you could buy like ecstasy making kits. I've seen that, and uh, or at least for the ads on Facebook. But like, you, you, they would like sell 
basically like suppressors. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, uh, oh, no, nice straight up. Yes. FBI. Yeah. They were totally selling like suppressor type technology. Yes. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not 26 minutes, but it's some shit posting. Guys, well, there's got to be shit posting when I'm on. Right. Did everybody fall asleep? What's going on? Grognack, are you still there? Oh, yeah. I'm here. All right. All right. Just check it. Um, we have actual content tonight, you guys. This is a this is a Friday night show. So this is a weekend show. And on the weekends, we do content. We have we have interviews. Last week, we did an interview with Gary Wayne. And man, once again, I had the mind blown as per usual with Gary. Yeah, listening yeah. to that, my mind was swimming at work. Just <laughs> listening to it, I'm like, whoa, 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 what? What? Yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible amount of information. And yeah, really, really excited to see what comes out in his new book. Very much so. Yeah. But like, I went and listened to it again and like listening to myself go, okay, so this, this, and this, did I get that right? <laughs> Gary's like, yes, you did. And I'm like, cool. Cause you said that shit 12 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm glad I could still remember it. Dude, he puts out And yet so- he remembers everything he said before. Well, yeah. Even after talking for 10 straight minutes. Right. I don't understand that. It's a great gift, you, honestly. It is an amazing gift. One of the gift. things that Gary definitely cleared up for me with his research was when you're like, are you talking about this person and this person? And he, he's like, yes, those are the same people. And you're like, oh, good. And he really tries to get across the idea that many of these people in ancient times had several different names. You know, that's important. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a huge source of confusion for all of us at one point or another. Well, you have to remember that, yeah, I mean, these a lot of these names are... Maybe not necessarily people, but just archetypes that go throughout history, too. And they all have the same different names for the same thing, you know. Right. And it highlights as as we've been going through like Jason from Archaics and other shows. I mean, all the way back since first Phantom Time, we know that all of these archetypes and things, they seem to highlight at different points all of the chronological messing that's been going on for who even knows how long at this point. Right at this point, dude, who the frig knows anymore? It's you can't even you can't even put a start date on that. No, I mean because well, you know, we, we I it's a good thing I bought all those Fomenko books because now they're crap, right? So I, I bought them on Kindle though, so they were cheap. Um, <laughs> but now I don't have to read all twelve thousand pages of Fomenko because Fomenko's theory, while some of it makes sense, none uh, a lot of it is complete bullshit. So, yeah, some of it, so so much of it hinges off of, um, and I I don't mean to say physical evidence in a bad way, but physical evidence like numismatics, like coins mm-hmm. and things, which could be easily faked or clipped, or clipped. <laughs> yeah, there's already listen. For rigid Jews. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, just saying. I'm just listen. I mean, there's a reason why there's ridges, right? You need to start using that at work whenever it it can come up. Oh, what? you mean how can the ba- how can the Jews control all the banks? Well, I mean, there's ridges on your coins, right? <laughs> That's a good one. Pull out an old, uh, pull out the old George Washington quarter there. Yeah, show me a quarter with no ridges. Anyway, um, man, remember when quarters weren't three different colors on the side and they're all like one? You guys don't remember, but. 
I mean, I found old ones that, yeah. that were one color. Silver. I mean, they were all silver, yeah. Yep. Now they're like, they got that pink ring in the middle. Or whatever fucking color it is. Machines accepted cash. That was like last month. Yeah, well. Yeah, I remember when places actually took cash. Yeah. Remember during COVID when they were doing like, we're having a coin shortage. Yeah, what, what, what the hell happened with that? I don't know. Well, they're, they're, they're going cashless. They're doing cashless. I mean, obviously, everybody's doing cash. Most people are... You know, the, the, a lot of people that are mad about this cash listing, they'll never take my cash. Like, dude, most of your money is ones and zeros in a bank. Shut up in a computer. Yeah. Like nobody has cash. Nobody does. Don't, the people that are mad about this, they took cash away from us a long time ago. The most important money that you have is going to be under your car seat, under your couch, in the envelope, in your dresser that you're never supposed to touch. Like that's the actual money that you have. Even that's not really worth anything anymore. No, 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 because it's all fiat. None of that's worth anything. And even gold. People are like, well, gold is backed by gold is backed by what people say gold is worth. Yes, we we are not so back when it comes to money and wealth. Nobody is. No, all money is fiat. All money is fake. Actually, it's funny. According to Gary, gold only even had value because all these. Uh, Ancient civilizations after the flood were trying to gather the gold and save it up to give it to the Anunnaki if they returned. Right. Yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of people. I think Graham Hancock would even agree. A lot of them. That's a, yeah. That's why the mines just had it everywhere and didn't think of it as money. Yeah, it was literally everywhere. You know. I mean, well, you got to think that. Okay, so where did all the gold come from? Like, remember who, who is it that talks about the gold rush just being, uh, people going out there and just stripping the gold off of everything that was there already. I feel like that's something John Levi would have talked about. Okay. Maybe howdy. Well, the first gold rush was supposedly Pennsylvania. Where, where the hell was it? Right. But like, I'm talking about with the California, like when they went out there, I mean, if you look at, if, if you look at like the, um, I think I think the Palace of Fine Arts was just a a rush westward to gather up all the the shit to stake a claim on everything. Sure, was. but also, I mean, also they they had to they had to come up with uh, a reason why people had a bunch of gold all of a sudden out there. You well, know, so they could build other Mormon temples. Oh, right, to build their Mormon temples in the in, gigantic, in Utah. massive, each one you know a mini St. Peter's Square dedicated to aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right totally okay in the middle of nowhere utah weird yeah utah is legit in utah in and of itself just not to mention the the um the latter-day saints buildings that they have out there but you also have all the you know the um the asylums jack we did the the asylums what, was a couple years ago with those yeah were, yeah. yeah the uh utah wow which one was it the one uh what was it like an out well nowadays it'd be like an hour drive was it south of Salt Lake City? It was hour south of twenty four hour Provo. Uh, but yeah, it's, buggy it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. Like all this stuff. That's, but again, the gold rush. In my opinion, the gold rush was just going out to collect the gold that was already there. Had been these cities that had been laid to waste. The gold statues, like the statue that was in the in the um, the lagoon for the world, uh, the Chicago World's Fair. They're like, oh, it was just painted gold. No, that was probably a solid gold statue. Like there probably yeah, was right. whatever society built those things that they were they, they were um, inheriting whatever it was they had access to large amounts of gold. 
Yeah, I think it was a re a resource and repopulation rush. Mm. Definitely, you know, which feeds into the the um, the orphan trains. We're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get into that a lot more this season. We've got more stuff with the orphans, um, and a lot of Gen Xers' favorite toys. Some Gen Xers' favorite toys, mostly girls. Cigarettes, mostly girls. So nobody really cares because girls are icky, right? They really are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cabbage, yeah, cab- there's cabbage patch. Okay, I gave it away. I didn't mean to. Damn it. Oh, well. well I mean, I we did talk about, about those things. We did. Oh, yeah, we did talk about the cabbage patch. So we will We will be talking about the cabbage patch babies phenomenon with the reset slash repopulation possible theories. Um, but moving into the actual content for this evening, we have been trudging through the United States of America, um, this United States, but uh, paranormal style. We pick a state and we find cool stuff to talk about, whether it be cryptids or hauntings or UFO sightings or uh, impossible architecture or just weird stuff in general. And this state has got pretty much all the things. Yeah. Missouri ticks all the boxes. Yes. From the ancient prehistory all the way through messed with chronology to ghosts. You got, I mean, God, you got giants, Bigfoot. Dude, so much stuff. UFOs, apparently gates to hell. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff. There's like, there's, uh, we have all kinds of stuff. Missouri, right in the middle of the United States. Missouri, which is, um, is Missouri part of the chef? Like, you know, when you make the States, you go down from Minnesota, you go all the way down to Louisiana and it makes like, it looks like a chef and a chef's hat, right? Uh, might be the, mm. might be the belly. I no, think, I think Missouri is in there. Hold on a second. It's part of the body. He's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a land of compromises. Oh, yeah. He's right in the middle. Yes, it's the neck and chest area of the chef, where Minnesota being the hat, Iowa is the face. Yeah, moving down to Arkansas, the legs, and Louisiana being the legs and the feet. Yes. I'm just looking at one of these monsters, and I, I just thought, like, wow, misery in Missouri. Holy, that it was the uh, Momo one. Yes. That there thing are, looks terrifying. There are monsters. It's like, it's, it's like a schizo meme, but, like, worse yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to use that one we're gonna have to use that one in the short the one you're talking about the one from the vice article yeah that's pretty yeah that's pretty scary yes um so jumping right into it missouri of course mo is the abbreviation for the state of missouri of course they have a monster called momo why wouldn't they right momo in the in the town of louisiana missouri of all places in 1972 uh, louisiana missouri was home to many alleged sightings of a large Bigfoot creature. Two boys and their sister spotted the seven-foot-tall hairy beast on the edge of the woods just outside of town. Emanating a foul odor, the creature was carrying a dead dog, according to folklore. Okay. um, So, large, seven-foot-tall, hairy beast smells bad. Carrying a dead dog. I mean... Checks out for a Bigfoot swamp ape type creature. I was going to say skunk ape, swamp ape, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I mean, 
I would have noped out of there real quick. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. If, now, what I want to know is where exactly what's the land like around Louisiana, Missouri? Okay, it's right on it's right on the river, right on the Mississippi River. Okay, well there you go. So you've got swampy land. You've got yeah. No, sorry, not on the Mississippi River. Uh, Missouri, the Missouri what? River. Yeah, I'm retarded. It's okay. Me too. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Be patient. I have retard. Um, I am our retard. So you do get a lot of swampy, like grassland, wetland mm-hmm. stuff around there. So a lot of changes in elevation. Yeah, some could hide out there for sure. Sure. Well, and the problem. Okay, so here's the thing with with Momo is Momo being a bipedal hominid type creature. Um, you know, we already have one really popular one. He goes by the name of Bigfoot, right? And this is not a Bigfoot. Um, and even in Missouri, there's even, there's Bigfoots. So, um, big feats, whatever. Uh, this guy, this like, there's not a lot of popularity to this. Um, it's not like people still see Momo a lot anymore. They don't have they don't have a Momo festival in Missouri. You'd think they would with a name like that. Because like, like Mothman has a festival in West Virginia. Huge following, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tennessee has our own. Um, we have a Bigfoot and a Dogman uh, like gathering or convention that right? happens every right. year. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, like Bigfoot stories, they got to be like really big stories for to catch people's attention because Bigfoot's you know pretty common as far as uh, the cryptids. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess they haven't seen it in a long time, so a lot of people in in uh, Louisiana, Missouri, the last sighting was where's the last sighting? Does not say so- in this particular article. There are sightings, it looks like, into the mid-70s, but mostly it was the summer of 1972. Hmm. So it could, I mean, you could chalk that up too as well, because there there are large animals out there too. I don't know about bears, but um, I know that was the story the police ran with. Um, They got together a, a posse of 21 people to go and hunt this thing down, but they never found it. Yeah, that's... But hear me out on this theory. What if it is real, but it just goes into hibernation for like decades at a time? Mm. Or what if it can travel in portals? What if Ooh. it can? I mean, it could. It could. But they made, a, they made a documentary about it in uh, 2020, Momo the Missouri Monster. Um, oh, Seth Breedlove. Oh. Why does that name sound familiar? He's a like an indie filmmaker. Okay. I think he's done other docudramas. Okay. So the thing is, is this guy, this guy is not a Bigfoot because, or doesn't seem to be a Bigfoot. He has a, a very large pumpkin-shaped head where Bigfoot has more like a proportional head. Yeah, that was one story which I, I thought was weird. I just immediately thought of the pumpkin head monster from the movie oh yeah yeah pumpkin head um always the sightings of momo have always been near the water up and down mississippi river and the missouri river 
later sightings, early sightings all, all, all along the Mississippi River, later sightings occurring further west along other waterways, always near water. Yeah, maybe um, it traveled somewhere else through water then. Yeah. Um, also said, everybody said that when they, when they encountered it, they always smelled something beastly. So it's got that skunk ape funk. Imagine the smedge. I'm going to start using that. You smell beastly. (laughs) Use that in the gym. Tracks were found and submitted to Lawrence Curtis, director of the Oklahoma City Zoo, who deemed the tracks to be that of an unknown primate species. And that was in 1972. So, again, after a rash of early sightings, the encounter occurred less and less over the next few years before they stopped altogether. Um, Again, maybe, you know, the thing with, like, any of these cryptid sightings is, you know, that when um, cities evolve and grow and you get, you know, urban sprawl and that kind of stuff into habitats, um, maybe, you, you know, these things do get pushed out further and further and like like i've said with bigfoot maybe they have like that emf built-in emf detector you know they don't like being around anything that's got electricity so no it's entirely possible yeah um but again like i said like you know pushing pushing habitats out further and further with urban sprawl into places you know where things normally live i mean we've you know we've wiped out entire species of animals doing doing that um Who's to say that we didn't do it with these possible small group of apes? Could be they apes. Might be going underground, right? They could be going underground. A lot of stuff goes underground. We talk about that too. Um, ancients talk about that. Everything. Every, don't don't most ancient civilizations break down to uh, one of two things? They either came from underground or they came from space. Like nobody's yeah, from mean, here. Like we do have in the United States that extensive uh, cave system that matches pretty weirdly with uh people disappearing systems oh yeah there's that too yep well and and we know that there are societies much like the mound builders actually and you've got the uh the people's you know whatever you would have called them over in like chaco canyon four corners that just disappear from the record whether after a, a huge war or something else um you know they could have made it to just desolate places because there are desolate places still here in the u.s maybe right. not to elites but to people like us yeah definitely so i think they're perfectly capable of hiding like like we and like we've said many times um the great apes weren't discovered until the late 1890s so that's like just over 200 years ago right we're still discovering things all the time so, I mean, oh man even like the rainforest like that it, there's so much that we don't even have oh, to discover there for sure and and well i mean whatever we're doing to it the deforesting of the rainforests whatever's in there has a much smaller and smaller habitat to reside in so yeah and either it's going to go into hiding or it's going to be like a cornered jungle cat and mm-hmm. you know start lashing out which some of these things do absolutely yeah it doesn't the seem to be often videos. In India, where the the pumas and jaguars are just like walking around in schools and stuff. Yeah, they're just like we've had it. <laughs> Alex, nice. screw it. I got nowhere else to go. Jaguar walks into class. Nice place, nigga. 
Um, okay, so Six Flags St. Louis actually had a ride that operated from 1973 until 1994 named Momo. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Talk about a gimmick. I mean, there you go. All right, then. Well, um, I mean, there were there were apparently uh, a couple of sightings. One person had an encounter with while he was in his car, and he said that Momo apparently lifted up his car Whoa. while he was still in it. Wow. So there have been at least one or two physical encounters that people had. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it seems like, anyways. I mean, it's possible, but well, because, well, again, Missouri is a hotspot for Bigfoot sightings in general, um, for cryptid sightings, especially Bigfoot is what I meant. Uh, there have been over 147 reports of Bigfoot sightings in Missouri as of 2019. Wow. Mm-hmm. According to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, the BFRO, there have been 147 reports of Bigfoot sightings in the state of Missouri alone. Um, yes, in May, 9, May 2012, this kid named Cody was with three of his friends, went to a game access area close to Smithville Lake in Clay County, Missouri. Late at night with the windows in a Jeep cracked, Cody and his friends began to feel uneasy as if everything around them became silent. I've seen bears. I've seen mountain lions. I've seen bobcat, Cody said. Even in the dead of the night, checking game cameras in southern Arkansas and hearing a panther scream, I've never heard anything that quiet in my entire life. As he and his friends were getting ready to leave, they spotted something in the distance that still haunts them to this day. About 20 yards in front of the Jeep, there's something in the tall grass looking at us, Cody said. Grass is about three or four feet high, and it's like a big thing with eyes like taillights just looking at us. In a panic, the driver drove through a small cable fence, pulling the cable ties out. Cody said they almost hit the creature. The thing then stood up, and it was at least two feet taller than the Jeep that we were sitting in. I got within like 15, 20 feet of it. Cody said he got a better look at the creature from that distance. He said it's just like what people say. It looks just like a person, but not like a person. Kind of like a monkey, but not like a monkey or an ape, rather. And then we just drove out of there. Hmm. Well, the lights, the eyes like lights definitely line up uh, mm-hmm. glowing eyes two feet taller at least two feet taller than a jeep so we're talking what eight feet tall if it's a big jeep i mean uh, let's just say let's just say it was just your standard wrangler with a standard off-road package they're what six feet tall yeah something yeah like that. So it'd be at least eight feet okay so an eight foot an eight foot creature an eight footer eight footer it's like talking about sharks. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get Bigfoot guys that talk about them like they're sharks. It's funny. Right. Um, um, he said, uh, okay, so there's this guy. His name is, he's from the BRFO. Uh, Where's his name? Carter Bouchard from the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. He dedicates significant time to interviewing the witnesses and documenting these reports. Um. Apparently, there are a few hundred investigators on the BFRO.net. Uh, Seems like do? a sweet job. Yeah, it sounds like, well, I don't think it's a job. I think it's more like a volunteer thing. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's to be pretty sweet. Right. Okay. So he's a consultant for Animal Planets Finding Bigfoot series. Oh, boy. 
there's got to be money in that. Yeah, he says there's got to be. Uh, he says he's spoken to people who aren't being truthful over his over his tenure as a Bigfoot witness interviewer. Um, he says, yeah, he's spoken to people who aren't being truthful, but also to people he believes are 100% genuine. He says, when you're talking to somebody, you can tell over the phone there's no visual, but that they're moved and possibly changed by what they saw. And the detail they go in will match what other people have said. They don't know them. They aren't related to them, possibly never even read their reports. So the odds of them making up a tale that sounds exactly like what somebody else said is not all that great. So... um. Also, the stigma around Bigfoot sightings has changed a lot over the past at least 10 years. I mean, ever since they've been putting a lot of Bigfoot on the History Channel, right? It's now Bigfoot. Yeah. It's like, what is it, like Pawn Stars and Bigfoot Central? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, they were realizing that showing uh, World War II stuff nonstop probably wasn't that great. People are going to start asking for uh, you know, uh, <laughs> translations for uh, some of the speeches that I put on there. <laughs> yeah. I loved how I always loved how the only time you see Hitler is when he's just like the the ang- angry Hitler, you know, like super angry Hitler all the time. And then he's saying yeah, something like, some, "We uh, love our sub- women." Yeah, it's like, can uh, can we get some subtitles there, English right. ones, please? Right. We must protect our children. Uh, so here's uh, Pawn Stars. Like uh, we're not we're done with this. Yeah, yeah. The you know what's funny is the Finding Bigfoot guys. They're they're actually pretty active um, in. Like speaking with people and and making appearances at conferences mm-hmm. and I guess they even have their own uh, podcast too. They seem to be genuine guys themselves, and they they actually don't like the network, but they are they've been pretty open that the network just kills them when they're actually out with their itineraries. So it's it's they're definitely mean? hamstrung. What do you mean? Because of course. Well, they'll so they'll actually try and go and speak to somebody who maybe they didn't know before going to a location had a sighting, or uh-huh. they may find a place that's better than the immediate area that they're at. Oh, okay. And the network will force them to stay and say, "Well, no, 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 we don't, we don't care about that." Oh, oh, there were two hundred sightings in this one county. No, 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 sorry, we're already here. So mm. they ham they hamstring them a lot. So gotcha. I think they're which is exactly what they're supposed to do. Right, right. I mean, Im- implying that these guys are 100% genuine. But like, right. if they found Bigfoot, also finding like, Bigfoot, not show. Yeah, it's also finding Bigfoot, not found Bigfoot. Right, 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 right. You can't have, yeah, it, your show's over once you find him. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, we can go home. Thanks, guys. <laughs> right. There he is. There he is. I told you. He was just out getting a pizza. Um, so the big theory right now going is that they're Gigantolopithecus. It came over on the land bridge between Russia and Alaska at some point in time, according to Bouchard. Nobody can confirm it. Nobody knows what to say, but there are enough DNA and hair samples that are unknown hominid that can be pigeonholed into one thing or the other that tells us it's somewhere in that hominid tree going back 50 to 100,000 years, maybe even further. <coughs> Bullshit. Sorry. You know, I, I have not heard of anybody who legitimately believes the Gigantopithecus thing in... 10 or 15 years. Right. I don't, I don't know that anybody actually still believes that. Um, and nobody wait, buys the wait, land bridge I'm, thing. I'm they, pretty sure Dingo did. D- Dingo bought the, that's right. Dingo did believe. He did. Yeah. Jacanthopithecus. Yeah. Dingo would. Well, he would. He, he showed up. He showed up to a show with literally zero prep. 
Ah, uh, yes, that was. That's I think terrible. I was working for that one. That was terrible. You were working. Yeah. Um. It was fine though. We had we had fun. We had fun. He's a fun guy. This is fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> fine. Do we do we want to stay on Momo or no? We're done with Momo. We're talking about Bigfoot or, now. Like, okay, keep yeah. yeah, Bigfoot in Missouri, dude. So there have been over a hundred and forty-seven sightings in Missouri alone. That's a lot comparatively. You know, like um, I was like I'm assuming like there's been like zero in Rhode Island, right? I don't know. I, don't, I actually want to find this out. Yeah, Bigfoot sightings by state. There you go. You would think I'd have a thing like this, like memorized. Bookmarked. We would, yeah, we would have this bookmarked and memorized, posted somewhere so I can see it. Um, in the Ozarks, right in in Missouri, the Ozarks are a mountain range. They're quite dense forests, right? People have gotten lost in the Ozarks, gone missing in the Ozarks, um, but also. A lot of Bigfoot sightings in the Ozarks. Yeah, the Ozarks are. I've I've been through them many many times, and if if we're talking a uh, a wilderness, mm-hmm. like I know we've got forests in Tennessee, we have a lot of land, especially out in East Tennessee, the mountains. Oh yeah, dude. Um, which plenty of Bigfoot sightings out there. I want to say there were over a hundred in Tennessee alone. Um, the Ozarks are like a world unto themselves. Yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy dense forest out there. I mean, even Rob Lowe, actor Rob Lowe, ran into Bigfoot. He was almost killed, uh, according to according to Rob. He was doing a shoot for the Low Files. Uh, this was in 2017. This is a few years back. Oh, so that's not what inspired him to get fit with Atkins so he could escape. What? Yeah, because you know he does all the the Atkins commercials now. Does he? Rob Lowe does Atkins commercials? That's yeah, funny. he's like the Atkins spokes, spokesman. And that's funny. Rob Lowe's always been in really good shape. I don't know why he needs to do Atkins. I don't, I don't know. Um, I pulled up real quick. I pulled Rob Lowe up also has he also has a chin. That woman has a chin implant, and yeah. and no Adam's apple. But um, <laughs> so Rob Lowe was uh, in the Ozarks. Which is the Ozark, by the way, which uh, they, they go between Arkansas, and Missouri, and Oklahoma, right? That's the little triangle there. Um, so Rob and his sons were camping to investigate. Oh, they were out there to investigate Bigfoot anyway. So that's what they were doing. Him and his kids were out there investigating a wood ape shoot for the low files when something began to approach their camp. Lowe says he was lying on the ground thinking he was going to be killed. He adds that he's fully aware that the story makes him sound like a crazy Hollywood kook. So apparently, Found um, Bigfoot. Yeah, apparently the Low Files was a show where him and his sons Matthew and John Owen uh, explore mysterious phenomena around the country. Interesting. I, I never never knew he did that. I did not either. Um, you guys, I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to. Um, see y'all in like 48 hours after I binge every episode. <laughs> Oh, it's on the History Channel. Yeah, have you guys seen the... Oh, damn, I was going to say, you're going to come back looking like that drawing of uh, Momo. (laughs) I've seen the truth. Let's see. 
They did 10 episodes. Hmm. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. You binge watch that tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I just need to get sick real quick. Right. So I can stay in bed all day. Right. Uh, so Bigfoot oh. in Missouri. Um, there's a lot. There's been a lot. Yeah. There's, uh, according to, um, according to one man from Leavenworth, Missouri, he claims there are, oh, he's, this guy's trying to get up close with Bigfoot again. So Randy Harrington of Leavenworth, Kansas, he, um, he first encountered Bigfoot back in 2003. He said Bigfoot had massive bowling ball like shoulders. Hmm. He's got those boulder shoulders. Yes. So he's when is this when is this article from? This is from twenty twenty. So this is okay, they're sort of talking about uh COVID. So yeah, so while most people trying to social distance during this age of COVID, one man is trying to get closer to Bigfoot. Interesting. Yeah, so Apparently he went and spray paint on a rock, a Bigfoot, like his first Bigfoot encounter, nine twenty two oh three, on a big rock out in the woods. So he's going. He went out with Emmett, former MMA fighter Shane Carpenter. They went out um, looking for Bigfoot. I don't know if they found him. This is from a couple years ago. Shane Carpenter out there looking for a new opponent. I guess come back, right? I mean that that would be a hell of a fight to sell. I mean, yeah. But Shane Shane Carpenter is what is known as a reluctant believer. So, interesting. What's that? One of those like oh, I'm sure there's something out there that we haven't discovered, but I don't know if it's exactly mm. what people are saying. Is is, is that sort of thing? No, or, this is what he said. Yeah. Let me read you this. He's like, okay. In his first encounter, when he was ten. He was walking in an uncle's Missouri property, looking for a lost dog. After taking a few steps into the woods, I had this feeling of being watched. He recalls. Like a physical sensation. Then this thing steps out from behind a tree 30 feet away. The creature was upright, bipedal, and covered in black hair, he continues. For a 10-second eternity, the two gazed at each other. There was a human quality behind its eyes, he adds. Then the creature turned and walked over a hill and disappeared. For years afterward, nothing could entice Carpenter back into the woods. All right. Okay, there you go. Hmm. Oh, this article. As non-existent creatures go, Bigfoot has had a hell of a run. A thousand years ago, indigenous people were painting his likeness onto rocks, and he remains a fixture on television and movies to this day. A He's cont- totally not real. I mean, that's why yeah, mm-hmm. so many people for thousands of years have been depicting him. That right, 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 right. A contingent of kooks has maintained that the creature exists. But in recent years, as QAnon, Flat Earthers... Area 51 Raiders and other conspiracy theorists have gained traction. Bigfoot has captured the interest of a burgeoning number of regular people. Wow. So Bigfoot's gone normie friendly. Right. Bigfoot is normie friendly. Obviously. I mean, like when you have a show called Finding Bigfoot on the History Channel, you know, where you have a guy who's like missing a tooth. Looking for Bigfoot out in the woods with like a almost Randy Quaid ish demeanor to him, you know. Actually, now that I think about it, I think I told my brother the same thing that I said on here just a few moments ago. He tried to get me to start watching it with him, 
when I was going to visit my mom's house. And I'm like, dude, you're never going to find Bigfoot. They are never going to find Bigfoot because there goes the show. Right. It's like, that's the end dumb. of the show. Well, if they once again, once they find Bigfoot, it's over with. But if they do find if they do find Bigfoot, are they going to like capture Bigfoot and then have a you know do like a thing on that? No. No. Because if in fact Bigfoot does exist, he's a non-capturable type thing. I do think that the if if it is real that the the EMF thing might be real. And maybe he can maybe he can phase in and out of reality even. You know, who the fuck knows what it is? But like, like we were just saying, he's been depicted all throughout antiquity. Many, 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 many civilizations have Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, hairy man, ape in the woods stories. Yeah, all of which these people never had contact with each other when they created these stories. Or, right. Well, air quotes, created I mean, you know, Nephilim hybrid too. So yeah, right, Reinhardt. Yes. Were you sleeping? No, I'm just listening. Oh, <laughs> I said or Nephilim hybrid, right? Yeah, entirely possible. Right. I mean, well, that's my personal opinion, but that is your personal opinion, not Nephilim hybrid. Yeah, I I think so. Okay, something at least related to it all. Okay. I mean, oh, also, Johnny, you made a joke about Rhode Island earlier. Yeah, they have the lowest in the country. Lowest I was lowest. right. Can you imagine? You know why? Bigfoot's over there. Who won the lotto yesterday? What were the numbers? That would scare anybody off. <laughs> Rhode Island I mean, is like if you take somebody from Massachusetts and have them gargle with broken glass. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if you've ever been to Rhode Island, I don't need to say anything else to you. You already know. Yeah. It's terrible. But like what I was just doing, the ones like, go up, go up to the Wawa, get me a coffee milk. Those the, those are the women. Those are the women. Okay. Those are the women that talk like that. <laughs> they smoke. They chain smoke Marlboro Reds. Like. I feel personally attacked, except it's Marlboro Smooths. But yeah. <laughs> but that is, that's my proximity to Rhode Island. I have to do that as a cope. Yeah. I, I lived in Rhode Island for a little while. I'm sorry. It's all right. I lived in I lived in um I lived in Charlestown down down by the beach. So oh, it could have been worse. Well, we we definitely know you didn't see Bigfoot then. No, 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 no. So how many Bigfoot sightings in Rhode Island? Like what? Two, <laughs> five. Oh, five. Huh? That's all it's time. Tied, it's tied with Delaware. Uh, Delaware doesn't Delaware exist. Is not okay. real. Yeah. So whatever. So none. <laughs> five that's interesting though but there are one there is a there is a bigfoot sighting in every single state yes and i mean new york and pennsylvania right there both have over a hundred what's massachusetts at 35 Hmm. connecticut kind of would have expected more only for the uh, like the western part of the state i would imagine have Mm. a lot yeah connecticut's 18 18 new jersey 72 maine uh, 17. Really? Huh. I yeah. feel like that number would be higher if they had a higher population. Um, Because like the northern part of the state is it's just all woods. Well, yeah. I mean, well, out there going up, like going straight up to like through where like my family's from, like uh, Fort Fairfield, Presque Isle, Caribou but that way. Now, do you guys? But on either side of that. There's like one strip you go straight up through Maine, right? And then on either side is like 
literally the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just woods as yeah everywhere. I, I'm like, I feel like like that. I don't know. It does seem like a low number, but but again, it's such a low populated state, so. Maybe that's what. What about Colorado? I know Colorado has a, a fairly high number. Colorado is uh, 128. Huh. Really? Missouri is more. Wow. Yeah. Missouri, as of, excuse me, Missouri, uh, as of 2020, was at 154. Oh, wow. So they went up from the 147 that I had saw. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The top, let's say the top five are Washington with 676. Makes sense. Mm hmm. California with 445. All in Northern uh, California. Yeah, I was going to say all. Or the Sas- those Sasquatch freaking hairy ham beasts in LA, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, Florida is number three with 328. Really? Oh, yeah. And that's the skunk ape, though. That's not really Bigfoot. Yep. Huh. Uh, they're. They're pretty similar. I would I would call them the same thing, just different like subgroups. I, that's that's stolen valor. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Ohio is next at three hundred two. Oh, because of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then Illinois make all the jokes you want there. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of sasquatches in <laughs> and plenty of big feet in Chicago, but. Big sheets. Big sheets. Yeah. Big sheets. Aw, sheets. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but of course, Ohio is. Uh, then I was going to say, yeah. Five. Because yeah. Ohio. Because, because, of course, it's Ohio. Now, what I was going to say is do you think just like there's, you know, some towns have that guy or that old woman who's calling the cops like 20 times a week? Do you think. Some of these states have a guy who's calling about Bigfoot like every other week. <laughs> I kind of want to pump my numbers up for my state now that way, but uh, thanks for the idea. May, you know what, though? I, I, I can totally see it. Oh, Christ, is this guy again? Now it's call, <laughs> call our idea. But watch this. Hold on. Hold on. He saw Bigfoot again. Yes, Larry. What's Dude, up? I've, yes, I've 911. Yes, Larry. What do you want? <laughs> I've heard some Bigfoot testimonies, if that's what you want to call them, where some of these people have like an intimate relationship with a Bigfoot. They like they come in their backyard and they eat their bird food like every day and stuff. There, there was a guy I heard. I cannot remember what podcast it was, but I thought he, he was going to go somewhere different with that. What? I thought I thought Grognak was going diff- somewhere different with the. I did. I know exactly oh, where oh. you thought he was going. Yeah, because I have I've seen too much. The urge to say it. I I've seen too much internet. I'm sorry. Are you, are, are you spending more time in the Bigfoot erotica section? On no, that? I've just I just know that it exists. Is what the problem is. Bigfoot is real, and he <laughs> yes, your yes. imagination can run wild from there. Okay, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to call Brad. We got to do uh, sure one where it's down. me and Brad on here because remember we were going to do the whole WWE oh, style. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. That would have been a great bit. Great that was a long time. It's more. Um, no, I'm sorry, Reinhardt. You were saying? Oh, um, uh, yeah. People having like a, a symbiotic relationship with a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a guy who had who actually had a Bigfoot and a family of them that would regularly come onto his property and would even protect his property from predators. Hmm. 
I feel like I've never heard of a case of family of Bigfoot. It's always singular. Neither have I until until then. He talked about him as if they were a family of apes. Is that the one where like he had horses and they braided the horses' hairs? Maybe. What? It's been like a year since I've listened to it. Hold on. Was this a blurry creatures? I don't know, dude. There's a there's like a million coast to coast episodes where people have an intimate relationship with Bigfoot. Oh yeah, dude. You hear people? Yes, you are right. I remember a lot of stories where you're like, just listening to this, and you're like, I mean, I know people that have like, uh, like you know, a wild animal that comes to their back door that they've been feeding for years or whatever, right? But like people that have like a Bigfoot that they put they put like apples out for and like they've been feeding it, like 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 Betty White in um lake placid i don't know you see those videos of the russians who like have a bear that they like yeah i mean i think that's cool but i think in russia like you can buy a bear at the store you probably could like yeah like you go to the like you go to the like you go to the doctor's pets or whatever the store is nowadays where you go to buy the the animals that's not pet smart or whatever you know and they have like the puppies in the cages used to be remember at the store you used to go to the mall and you go look at the puppies and you take your girlfriend and see oh the puppies remember no man, no one remembers that. I remember malls. I Soviet Russia bear buys you. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You go to Russia, and they got those now, but they're bears. You know? No, I don't do know. They have otters. Probably. So I might need to go to Russia. Probably they probably for do. reasons. Um, how do we get on the? The Russians, uh, the family bears. of Bigfoots. Uh, yeah, family of Bigfoots. Basically, being, yes. being friendly or at least not hostile. A uh, family of Bigfoots. This guy, this guy from, um, uh, where was he from again? From Leavenworth, Missouri. He ran into a family of Bigfoots later on. He said he thinks. Oh, okay. Um, he was out in the Ozarks. He had an encounter with the juvenile Bigfoot out in the woods. He was trying to duck down and hide. Started clicking its teeth, and then came the rock and something from another direction threw a rock towards his group. So it was the mama Bigfoot. He believed he believes he was attacked by a family of four living in the backwards out in the Ozarks. Um, he said, they seem to be throwing the rocks thing. Uh, the huge thing in the missing four one stuff. Yes. Well, missing four one one and with Bigfoots in general, um, there's, there's been a lot of, uh, rocks and a lot of Bigfoot stories. There's a lot of rocks being thrown. They just don't like big brains. It's, yeah, that's what it is. Well, it's it. Yeah, it it's all over the world. Like every, I mean, every country has its own version of Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and and pretty much all of them throwing rocks, sticks, things like that. It's it's like apes throwing rocks. Mm-hmm. Or Have you guys seen the video of the thing throwing the tree? That was weird. Yeah, that was real. I don't believe. I don't believe that one was. Fake. I mean, it might be. Everything on your internet's fake, but. You think someone would just go on the internet and lie? Yes, I do. I do. But also, no. Like, sometimes there has to be, there used to be real videos on the internet, I I believe, at some point. Um, But these things throw rocks, they throw sticks, right? But there was this one where there was like a tree, you could see the tree shaking, and then it was uprooted and tossed. Like, whoa. Yeah, I need to find that again. Yeah. But okay, so um, Harrington says they seem to be very intelligent. They seem to think like us. They just seem to be almost like a wild people. 
Uh, he also said that he got some thermal imaging of the encounter, and one can see it by watching the documentary, which is available for purchase on Prime. Hmm. 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 I don't know please there. Buy, please, please buy my documentary. Yeah, buy my documentary. Not a grift. Totally not a yeah. grift. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was sold until you said that. Yeah. And I was like, eh. Womp womp. so moving on from bigfoot um i think that's it for cryptids and well uh actually there's one more oh there's one more there's there's actually several in missouri but none are as big as obviously bigfoot or okay uh, anything else but there's one more in the ozarks uh, as a whole, so the whole mountain range, there's uh, what's called the Ozark Howler, or the Devil Cat. Huh. I did not see that on my research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in uh, it's in Vox Magazine. It's a, a good repository of a few local legends. Okay. It's one of the first ones I posted up there. Um, is it in the... It is. It's near the top. Huh. Might be the first one, actually. I thought I had this... Don't I have this open? Um, yeah, it's about six feet long, four or five feet tall. Uh, some people report that it has horns, either physical or like spectral horns, hmm. which I think was interesting because it does differentiate it from it being a possible like mountain lion. True. Hmm. Yeah, um, I did not have this open. Eyes. How many eyes? As a glowing eyes. Oh, glowing. Okay, so that's two. That's two cryptids in Missouri with glowing eyes. Mm-hmm. And the strangest part to me, the the scariest part to me, is the howl that it gives off. It's been described as a combination of a wolf and an elk. Elks have very. Uh, elks and deer have weird screeches. Is, yeah, dude, it's terrifying. I'm trying to picture the combo, but whatever I'm picturing is not good and nice. It's it's. The opposite of that mm. like i've heard an elk out in the woods at like twilight <laughs> and it's terrifying just to hear that by itself a real like normal animal right that's yeah sounds like the depiction of a wendigo like the modern depictions of him you got that like wolf skull thing with the antlers yeah oh, a little bit yeah yes um this thing seems to be like um, I don't know. I'm thinking. So it's a giant cat dog. That was a great show Wolf. in the nineties. Cat oh, dog, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. This is. Oh, oh, yes. So this thing screeches three times, and that can kill you. Awesome. What the screeches kill? Oh. According to Unlock the Ozarks Project, a website that aims to document the area's storied history. The howler lets out three horrifying bays that can kill the listener. Hmm. If you miss your saving throw. Right. You have to roll a perfect 20, though. That's why I a always carry 20. a dice bag. You have to roll a natural 20. You just have to c- 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 combo break that. And you're good. No bonuses. Um, it's a quick time event. So the, re- the reports of this Ozark howler have been recorded since the 50s, but more recent sightings have surfaced between 2005 and 2010. Interesting. A large population of cougars should not exist in the area. 
Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so likely not. They also said that there wasn't a cougar in my neck of the woods where I live, and there was definitely a cougar because it ate my ducks. They're all over Tennessee. Yeah, but not where where we live. Mm, I'd say it's it's more reasonable than not that it would eventually make its way towards you. Yeah, we we ain't seen a cougar sighting in this county in 80 years. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Doesn't mean it can't, though. Right. Yeah. Doesn't mean the one that came and ate my ducks wasn't there. Oof. Mm. Are you sure you just don't have like a Tennessee skinwalker in your neighborhood? No, because the dude, my neighbor's uh, beagles, and when I say neighbors, they live like a mile up the road. Uh, my neighbor's beagles treed this cougar. Hmm. Like it was in their tree in their yard with the two beagles barking at it. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And well that's how you that's how you go cougar hunting or in general anyways. Um But yeah, so they told me that there wasn't one. So likely this is a cougar or a cat of some sort. Yeah, the horn the Panther. horns and the sound. I don't know about the horns. Yeah, I don't know. I I would have to see if it's if it's like a very common if it's a very common sighting to see the horns, I'll I'll look at more more of this for the Ozark Howler in like Arkansas, mm-hmm. uh, because that's where it seems to be the the most prominent is northern Arkansas in the in the that part of the Ozarks, okay. um, which is littered also with uh, giant tombs. Oh yeah, there's yeah, and that's all over Missouri. Yeah, they call those oh, yes. mounds, and mound builders built them. They're just, but they're not giants. They were engines. Well, yeah, you know they were they were. A very diverse group of very ingen- in, ingenuitous people. Ingenuitous? Ingenuitous, ingenious. Ingenious. I don't know, whichever yes. one it is. It's I'm the, tired. The, the other one. Um, yes. Yeah, they just moved all this earth for no reason. Mm-hmm. They made, Yeah, they moved all this stuff into all these patterns and stuff. And yeah. Anyway, that's for a whole different. Well, I don't know. We might talk about that in the next hour. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. Listen to a song and. Well, you're going to listen to a song. We're going to play a song, and we'll be back.
everybody. We are back. This is still the Paranormies. We're still bopping about Missouri. Uh, last hour was, was all the cryptids. Bigfoot took up a big chunk of that time. He deserves it. He's Bigfoot, for crying out loud. Uh, there's a lot more to Missouri, though, than uh, Bigfoot and cryptids. There's literally a gazillion UFO sightings. Um, some very famous ones, too, actually. There's, um, well, let's see, hold on, where's, uh, this is, how many UFO sightings have occurred in Missouri? Oh, man. 18. UFOs and Bigfoot are like peanut butter and jelly. Huh? Right, I know. 1,870 as of December 26, 2022. Bruh. In you, yeah, eighteen hundred and seventy was since they started recording them. So, in nineteen forty-one, uh, the Reverend William Huffman was called by the local sheriff to the site of a plane crash between Cape Girardeau and Chafee, Missouri, to deliver last rites. When he arrived, Huffman discovered it was not a terrestrial plane crash, but a damaged flying saucer that has caused a fire in a neighbor's field. They had also found two alien bodies, one which was already dead and the other dying. Members of the local Army Corps arrived, barricaded the area, and confiscated all, confiscated all film from snap-happy photographers on the scene. Hmm. This well-publicized event came just six years before the famed incident involving a supposed alien crash in Roswell, New Mexico. So this was technically the first big one. Hmm. But, you know, just memory hole it. Uh, Roswell was the first big one. Right, right. Well, actually, the first documented image of a UFO in general was captured in 1870 at the top of Mount Washington in New Hampshire. So... In New huh. Hampshire, of all places. Yeah, New Hampshire. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, so like that's, yeah, so Missouri, um, yeah, six years before Roswell was the Reverend William Huffman event. I don't know, man. That's, that's actually, you know what? And you know what's funny is uh, 1870 is not that many. You know what the top three states? Uh, the top three are California with 10,333 because, of course. Number two. Anybody want to guess? Uh, Washington. No. Florida. Yes, Florida. 5,826. And number three is Washington, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, Fourth, say either Washington close. or Nevada. Yes. I was like, there's no way Washington's not in the top three. Mm-hmm. Because Bigfoot, anywhere where there's Bigfoot, there's UFOs. Yeah. Yep. So what if Bigfoot, what if Bigfoot's an alien? I mean, now I'm curious, how many Bigfoot sightings are there in Korea? Because that's where I saw my UFOs. Mm. I have to look that up. I don't know. Um, All right. Ching Chong Bigfoot coming up. (laughs) But Bigfoot, I mean, but Bigfoot, but uh, UFOs in in Missouri, 1973, Piedmont, Missouri, was, quote, a UFO headquarters in February 1973. Uh, until, until, what? It already was? 
No, that's what it, what it was is a call bet. Uh, until February 1973, Piedmont's greatest claim to fame was its location near Clearwater Lake. All of that changed February 21st, 1973, when Reggie Bone and a group of basketball players, <laughs> because of course, sighted a silent craft hovering in a field while returning from a basketball tournament in Dexter. That sighting touched off a flurry of worldwide media attention for several weeks in 1973, making Piedmont UFO headquarters. Hmm. And from there, everything just kind of cascaded, it seems. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of, uh, a lot of you, a lot of that. The Piedmont sighting was, well, um, I guess at the there was a bunch of sightings in Missouri at the time. Well, and on this night too, there was a lady. Uh, her name was Edith Boatwright, and I remember while these guys were seeing these four lights. Um, so I think I think the coach described them as four lights, not the same color. They were like red, green, white, and something else, and. This lady, like 10, 15 miles away, saw the exact same things. So this yeah. is a corroborated UFO. They were like shafts of light coming from the sky. Yeah. It's it's always really good in the area of UFOs where you can get like multiple people, especially in you know, a wide range location, seeing the same phenomenon. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Edith Boatwright. <laughs> nice name. People don't think. I mean, that's got to be a British name, huh? Boat, right? I don't know. Nothing better than Coach Bone. <laughs> right? Coach Bone. <laughs> there's, there's Coach there's, Bone from Bushy Creek. What? <laughs> Jesus. All right. There it is for the evening. <laughs> right. Um,. Yeah, one of the players, so this guy, Randall Holmes, he alerted everybody to the object's presence again. This time, Bone pulls the bus over to the side. Uh, Him and a couple of his staff members and players get out to look. Um, They couldn't see exactly what it was. Hmm. But they said um, it looked like four portholes, like four lights that looked like portholes. Red, green, amber, and white. So... I mean, red, green, yellow, and white, those seem like your standard, like, signaling light colors for aircraft, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean. Maybe. I mean, it'd be, like, kind of weird to have them all on at the same time like that. Yeah. I don't know about the, well, it's amber specifically, not, like, yellow. Hmm. That's that's much darker. That's the only one giving me pause. Like white light, sure. Red and green, yeah, we see those on airplanes all the time. On signals. That is that is just odd. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, I, obviously they weren't abducted at this point. Right. So um and could you they saw whatever it, it was to, for like ten minutes. I yeah, mean, prolonged sighting is interesting as well. Yeah. Um, 
Well, when I was a kid, my mom and I saw something and it was there for, I mean, it wasn't 10 minutes. It was a good minute. And then it just took off. Boom, gone. Yeah. Looking back on mine, I think it's hard to say. I would say it lasted probably about two, three, two, three minutes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long it had been there before we actually noticed it, but we both kind of noticed it at the same time. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe it was like a minute and a half altogether that it had been like sitting still or whatever, like not moving. It wasn't sitting still. It was appeared to be rotating, but not moving, if you know what I mean. Well, well I know in the chat, we were recently going back and forth with people on motionless planes that seemed to have stopped in midair and were hovering. And that's what happened here. Like these, these right. lights were totally motionless for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then they just mm-hmm. shot up and out of sight. No sound, no whoosh, nothing. Sounds like mine. Yep. Same. Yeah, so, like, yeah it uh, went away. No noise. Poof, gone. Yeah. So I'm inclined to think not not any aircraft, at least that we can possibly know about. Mm-hmm. Because any any craft that you or I would know would definitely make a noise by changing direction and you know taking off that fast. And yeah, also, at least in my my case, I had access to uh, the Blue Force tracker, which I could check to see if there's any like uh, missile launches, mm-hmm. uh, military aircraft whatever whatever it would be that would have been flying over uh yeah there was nothing you know i thought about it in those planes that look like they're just staying still in the air mm-hmm. it's just because of coriolis guys it's because they're flying against the turning um, no yes coriolis dude so it's kind of like bugs bunny when he runs off the cliff and he's still he's still running Wiley like Coyote, when you walk yeah. up the escalator yeah. that's going down, you know. Yeah, yeah, all. I get it though. Like I see that I I've seen it myself. Where I'm like, what the hell is going on with that plane? I think I saw that. If they're like it's it? climbing, like they're, like, like, yeah, they're like it's, it's climbing. Weird. I'm like, it's not moving. It's literally well, not I've, moving. I've definitely seen the moving stars myself. Yeah, you just look up with the tele- with. You know, I use the Nikon, but I've seen a star just move several times. Oh, like Owen showed the other day. Oh yeah, I've yeah. I've absolutely seen yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen I've More seen that myself. I, I, I don't know I don't know what to tell you that that is, but I'm like something just moved in the sky really quickly. What the hell was that? Like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a shooting star because shooting star always goes down, right. And that's something nobody no, ever they just can find another spot. They just they just move around mm-hmm. like a fish in a fish tank mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, they sit really still until they don't. Whoop, and then they're over there. Uh, maybe the, maybe the whole program just uh, kind of lagged a bit, and then it just uh it, it caught up finally. Possible, absolutely possible. I mean, we've seen, I mean, all kinds of evidence of glitching in pictures and stuff like. <laughs> Now now they're trying to say that all the pictures of Jeffrey Epstein are just AI generated and you can go back and look and look at the hands and all the pictures and stuff and see. Wait, what? Yeah. All the pictures of like Epstein with Ghislaine Maxwell. There's like a picture of him and her and Harvey Weinstein supposedly at Prince Andrew's daughter's 18th birthday. And Were this, morning? this sounds like gaslighting. And and well, uh, Epstein is apparently wearing Navy SEAL dress whites, 
with a complete with a trident. Yeah, that. <clears throat> and I, people I were know. like, "Stolen valor! Holy shit! These fucking elites think they can do anything they want." And then you really look at the picture, and you're like, "Oh my god, that was generated by fucking Dolly." Yeah, but, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, right. yeah. Look I at know the fingers. He addressed that picture. Hmm? Or supposedly did and said it was a costume party. But I I don't know yeah. at this point. Mm. The amount of weird stuff, like the Jelaine Maxwell picture where she's at in and out. And there's like strange pixelations where there shouldn't be. And it's not like where they're blurring somebody's face out. It's just like there's a guy who has nine fingers on his right hand. Like, <laughs> you know, it's one of those kind of things. What if his hand just kind of did that? Right. It just did that for the picture. It's just to me, it's like another one of those system breaking down kind of a thing. It's got too many uh, background stuff running in. You mm-hmm. know, it, it shouldn't be running. So they close down the apps, you know? Yeah. It's, every now and then you got to shut down the apps, dude. It takes up too much space. So you're fucking yeah. ram. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine the size of how how burnt that RAM has to be at this point. They're not changing it out. They're not going to put anything new in. They're not upgrading. Not yet. No, they're not gonna. No, they're not going to. No, this thing's going to be. It's, it's just going to eventually sputter and die slowly. Anyway, let's it's get back UFOs. to let's get back to UFOs and, and fucking. So- Misery. I just noticed something too. Yeah. Apparently, Piedmont actually sits on the 37th parallel of latitude. Huh. Directly. Yeah. Which, I mean, they call, I know in several places they call it like paranormal highway, but across the world, yeah, that 37th parallel, there are a lot of locations and sightings um, that match up on that degree. It's one of those 33rd parallel <laughs> or 60th south. Well, there you go. I mean, dude, there's a lot, and especially in what 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 year is this? Nineteen. What year is this? Nineteen seventy three. So in nineteen seventy three, there was in there's the Piedmont Wave, they called it. So the following evening, on the twenty second of February, came another sighting in the same region as the Piedmont High School team incident. Um, and one, two, three people would report strange green, white, amber, and red lights. They would even attempt to catch up with the strange object at one point traveling over 70 miles per hour, but were unable, unable to keep up on a back road. Many other people would also report the sighting on the 26th. A couple other people would report a luminous object moving towards the tip top mountains. It was solid with prongs on it and then it had a red light. On March 1st, Earl Turnbow was driving along Highway 49 a little after 9 p.m. He would report he had just driven over a hill when an object lit up like a circus, hovered ahead of his vehicle. What was only a second, the object vanished out of sight. Uh, he said a couple days later, on the 14th March of March, driving through the same area, he would witness another strange craft. So... You know, one thing I just noticed, too, after seeing the 37th parallel, looking up a few uh, possible mm. ley line maps of the U.S., and there are some that cross all the way through Missouri and, and through this area. Hmm. 
as well. So maybe that could lend something to the amount of sightings of, of well, cryptids, definitely, UFOs. Um, right. Yeah, who knows? I'm not really familiar with military presence in Missouri, if any, but... A lot of people are reporting that these, um, what they're citing is like a barrel with protrusions, like arms sticking out of it. In uh, Missouri, there's uh, Fort Leonard Wood. What's that? Uh, a military base. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know they do basic training, but I don't know what other units they have there. I'm sure there's more than just that. Every state has. They got to have. They got, I mean, so so a barrel there. with basically arms out. So kind of kind of like if the spokes of the barrel or the slats of the barrel were like bent up and out. Uh, kind of. I don't know. It says like a barrel with protrusions like arms sticking out of it. I mean, that doesn't sound like any aircraft we have. No, not publicly. Mm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So, are there any recent UFO sightings in Missouri? Um, I'm sure there are a lot. Of, well, these are all again, seventies and the eighties. Oh yeah, right. it looks like the most recent one was uh, June 2022. Ah. When was that? What what was that? Excuse me. <laughs> uh, Farmington, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Let's see, bright light moving across the night sky. Okay, I don't know. Looks like it was captured on a ring camera. No, a backyard security camera. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll post it for you guys so you can see. There we go. I don't know, with this level of detail or lack of detail, <laughs> it could be a lot of things, but it is very that bright. thing? Good Lord. It's, it's in the background above the trees. That is way too bright to be just uh, an aircraft. Yeah. yeah, that's very, very bright. That looks so. very, very large. Unless, yeah. Yeah. From that distance, it is quite large. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. Like, so there's still sightings out there. Uh huh. That's good to know. I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad it was not just a flash in the pan for good old Piedmont or good old Missouri. <laughs> and also with this one, it, it's like they, they can't even just brush it off as like, oh, that was that was a shooting star. It's moving way too slow for that. Mm. Way too slow. Yeah. Oh yeah. It appears uh, 2021 as well. Missouri had over 20 sightings in 2021 oh really mm-hmm. during covid interesting Ooh. well they were spying to make sure everybody was staying indoors damn it i was gonna say that <laughs> make sure everybody was social distancing. so they were drones amazon drones amazon yes they were amazon drones bringing you your toilet paper you know wouldn't it suck if we uh we actually get a ufo on camera and it's just blasted like a nascar vehicle in amazon and dell and wf sponsorship i'm torn i feel like i'd be upset but also like i'd be like all right that's kind of funny <laughs> actually it would be pretty funny that'd be would be quite brought to you by pfizer <laughs> yes 
I mean, assuming like, let's say aliens were real and they wanted to try to blend in, that would be the perfect way to do it. Like, see, hey, see, it's just an Amazon drone. Uh, yeah, don't don't look any further into this. Right, Obama. Yes, we you're, can. You're already doing 2008. that. You're doing that with Starlink right now. What's what are they doing with Starlink? What are they doing with Starlink? There's all these phenomenons I was mentioning that they're seeing like every day now. Some of them are being blamed on Starlink. Oh well, they can because they've put up so many of them. Yeah. So what is this? The new uh, replacement for? Uh, oh, it's just a weather balloon. Well, like the ones that we saw uh, three, four months ago over the ocean somewhere, and it was uh, like those three or four aircraft that were flying in a perfect formation that seemed to come together and then split apart, and apparently that was Starlink. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't think Starlink could move like that. No. Hmm. I, I would think if that were Starlink, then they, they shouldn't be uh, dwindling for money. With technology like that, <laughs> it shouldn't be begging for money. Is what I was looking for. Right? No, they they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, did you guys see this guy? What I had I had posted the, the Bob White with his uh, UFO fragment. No, I did not. It looks like, okay. So it's the. Um, it's a UFO oh, discovery, he calls it. And it's this, this thing, it looks like, like a weird, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like a fossil almost. It's like a dragon tail. Right. Like a tooth. What the? Or it looks like a fossilized pair of legs. Or something. Like that carrot that looks like a butt. What the carrot that looks like a butt? Hey, not, you remember that one? Yes, I, I what in the heck? I don't. It it looks like it looks like a piece of burnt wood, but also like an antler, or like a very up close close up of like what an insect's fang would look like. You know what I mean? Like an electron microscope draw, uh, uh, spider fang. I mean, it looks it looks almost organic. Right. That's At what I'm saying. Glance. So this is what it's supposed to... It's supposed to be... All right, computer enhance. So this object is seven and a half inches long. Okay, so yeah, definitely, definitely zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Look okay, so look at the right side of this, and we'll we'll put this either it'll be part of the show art or um, you know in a, a Google Drive or something what, so okay, everybody else so, can see as well. So, what are you talking about? It looks like uh, it's got like little striations there on the right. Look like it's like wood grain. I was I was thinking uh, like basalt, like reminiscent of okay, like basalt. Yeah, basalt. Okay, the basalt columns. Sure. So it's petrified it, it something. It looks like it was pulled off right there. Like that's where it was ripped. Mm-hmm. So this is a maybe a calyx off of a petrified flower. Like what the crap? Okay, so I want to. Yeah, what I want to know is his his story. This fell on the ground about a hundred yards in front of him. 
and the craft flew away. He saw uh, this land, and he said it looked like a teardrop. So, yeah. So they they actually saw the craft itself, or at least were blinded by the light of the craft. He he mm-hmm. and a buddy were driving from Denver to Vegas in the middle of the night, and this guy Bob White was sleeping. And his buddy woke him up. They were about a hundred yards in front of this object, and they were just completely blinded. It bolted off. What? It says it bolted towards the sky, connected with a pair of neon tubular lights. The mothership. He says he he guesses now. He's like, I, I don't know. Um, and everything zipped eastward and disappeared. And he noticed an orange light falling off the craft as it flew away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the object it broke off. Yep, seven and a half inches, shaped like a teardrop. Coarse metallic exterior, weighs less than two pounds, look like it could be petrified pine cone. Oh, yeah. Comprised prim- primarily of aluminum. Interesting. Hmm. With a lot of this, uh, with a lot of this, these metals, like Elio um, Marzulli, like pulling uh, implants out of people who have been abducted, the metal can't be identified, but this is aluminum. Right. Well, huh. That is that is very strange, but it does. It looks like it looks like a petrified something off of a plant. Anyways, this. So you know what else they did in Missouri? They did a World's Fair. Desire to know more intensifies. Yeah, they did like was uh what year was it? Grognag 1907. What was the uh 1904. 04. That's right. 1904 was yeah. the Yeah, so if you guys um we've been following the kind of late 1800s early 1900s reset kind mm-hmm. of theory. Mm-hmm. So if that reset was in 1902, maybe according to a couple, uh, a couple people, this would be like immediately following, right? So, the reindoctrination of St. Louis, and St. Louis itself is just an interesting city. Oh man, we forgot about Windyville, the haunted city. What's well, uh. not a city? What's up? Let's do that first. We'll go back to we'll get back to the we'll, the the World's Fair in Missouri. Like this was the celebration of the Louisiana Purchase, right? So, yeah, it was like remembrance. They had an exposition going for about fifty years, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and, and Missouri was part of that territory, obviously that was acquired, and St. Louis is the gateway to the West. Incredibly important city, which is why now it is the murder capital. <laughs> one of one of them. One of them. I'd I'd say the the St. Louis World's Fair rivals the Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. In appearance, one hundred percent. Yeah. The one have you guys do the one in Paris, the first one in Paris. That one was pretty nuts, and that was eighteen seventies, and they had mm-hmm. electric lights. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
But just the like the splendor of the buildings, yeah. Actually, no. I'm th- I'm thinking of uh, something else going on in Paris because remember those pictures from the 1770s, I think. Oh right, right, right. right. That was a different lights, thing. But yeah, the the absolute just royal majesty of that. Yeah. That fair in Paris is absolutely insane. And they got they just tore it down. Yeah, it's all good. It was only temporary. As you as you do as you do when you're done when you're done with your yeah. See, there was a dome. There was a building with a dome that was like wider than the entire like uh, Senate building here, like the dome, just the dome. Anyway, um, so the Louisiana, I mean Louisiana, the St. Louis celebration of the Louisiana Purchase, the St. Louis World's Fair. They had they had the uh, human zoo with like eleven hundred Filipinos in cages or like on display, not in cages, but like in a uh, in a Filipino village. Well, like sort of like Disney World, but with actual people instead of just buildings. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, oh, welcome to you know, insert land here. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Subic Bay. <laughs> Here's your wife. <laughs> Eleven hundred Filipinos they had on display. Jeez. Why do you need that many for just a display on right. culture? Right? It's more yeah. like they had the bulk of them, and they were like, "Okay, we're going to launch this species. Let's watch them go." Yeah, like Geronimo, the Apache chief. He was he yeah, was on he was display, there. but he would wear like they put him in like a suit, like an American suit. Yeah, I remember learning about that in school. They paraded him as part of the, what was it, the engine exhibit. Yeah. And they also, most interestingly to me, they had uh, supposedly Patagonian giants. They're just tall engines. Right, right. Well, they could have been. At this point, they'd be so deteriorated that, yeah, they probably would be tall engines. But interesting that they pulled them from Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what they said they pulled him from. Right. Um, but then you got to remember, like this was this was you know again like inserting new things into the narrative, like your foods, hot dogs, hamburgers, peanut butter, iced tea, Dr Pepper. Very important. Very important. Eighteen fifties Dr Pepper must have slapped. Mm. I bet. That must have been real good. 1,200 acres, 1,500 buildings. Palace of Agriculture was 20 acres by itself, one building. Good Lord. Mm. How the largest amphitheater in America at the time, over 12,000, mm-hmm. we could see. Mm-hmm. And That's interest- a lot. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing uh, about the Palace of Agriculture, too. Grognak, you reminded me of this. Um, and we'll do, Johnny, we're, we're going to do a St. Louis episode, right? We might as well. I'm going to go over, like, we'll do it on a stream. We're going we're gonna to yeah. do some of these. We're going to do some of these on, uh, on the streams where we'll have the, uh, um, the, you the visuals. You can't do these justice without images. Yeah, you can't, you can't do these. You can't, look, we can talk about a three-story chicken palace, okay? <laughs> But until you see the pictures of the three-story <laughs> chicken palace, it just doesn't do it. Any, it doesn't do it any good, right? 
Because I know what you're thinking. Show title. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Imagination only goes so far. Right. I know what you're thinking. I know what a three-story chicken palace looks like. No, you don't. (laughs) Try burning this one down. That's right. So, (laughs) Hold my Dr. Pepper. (laughs) Right. Original formula. Mm. The original formula with with 13, was it 13? uh, 23. Is it 23 23 spices? 23 flavors, yeah. Flavors, yeah. I just want an original Coke. How many herbs and spices do you think that three-story chicken palace used? Ooh. I mean, all 11? I thought it was 17. Is it 17? I thought it was 11 herbs and spices. I don't remember. Mendingo. I don't remember. No. I don't think it's... I just don't remember. I just honestly don't remember. Yeah. Well, one of one of the pictures of the Palace of Architecture, actually, or architecture, agriculture, um, several of the pictures show some weird anomalies such as construction apparently still going on. There's no mm. windows. Yeah, There's that's dirt really everywhere. Weird. There's shovels still in the ground, but these buildings don't look brand new. A lot of them don't look brand new at all. No, none of them look brand new. Really? The whole thing looks very old. So this is, this is another one of those things that we're going to need to do um, a bigger, deeper dive on because some of these world's fairs, like the one in Buffalo, the one in uh, the one in Missouri, they're ridiculous. But so. Johnny, like those buildings were designed to look old, didn't you know? Oh, right, right, right. With the mold and the mildew yeah. <laughs> and the glavin. No, um, it was 1850s movie magic. Right. Daguerreotype photography magic. Yeah, it's just <laughs> special know- effects, bro. One of the things I thought of recently, too, you know how all the people look kind of out of the place? Like, they were just, like, entered in the, mm-hmm. the program there. Staying there awkwardly. Shit. Like, they're they're all there from, like, 100 miles out of the cities, horse and buggy, to get mm-hmm. them there. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck is the parking lot full of all these horses? Like, where are they all parked? Right. 12,000-person amphitheater to see what? And they all took horses there? Right. Everybody rode horses. The horses were parked in, like, stalls. Like, was there a barn? Big enough for all the horses. You're gonna need something to seat twelve thousand horses. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it just makes you wonder if these people were like put into the game right there in St. Louis, and they were given like their ID that had their home address there, and they're like, "Oh, I guess that's home. Let's go home now, honey." Hell yeah! Like- just quick spawning into the game. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you, it's like <laughs> when you quick spawn a roller coaster tycoon map. And it just drops all these new NPCs in, in, you know, to the queue line to get into the park. There you go. Dude, they're all wearing the same thing. Yeah, they're all, and that, that's another thing. Like you're walking around in this whole area. It's <clears throat> what is it, fifty acres? This whole area filled. You're miles and miles and miles outside the city. You're taking a, a horse-drawn carriage out there, and you're all dressed impeccably in black. And well. Also, that funeral clothing, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot tell me that these people all were dressed perfectly just so they could come out here and stand around. Well, you don't understand, Reinhardt. This is a very important occasion, right? Like getting your picture taken. Yeah, you know, they're wearing their nice uh, Sunday clothes. You know, you ever notice that the people in those original pictures taking their picture, like they always had this weird look in their eyes. I think it's because they 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 realized that that was the first time their soul was stolen from them. It 
it sounds crazy when you first hear it, but really, yeah, if you go look and if you go look at a lot of these pictures, there's something in these people's faces. Yeah. Like, I get it. Some people just don't look good when they have their pictures taken. No, it's but it's every timeless. person. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably a timeless adage, but this is everyone. I actually had a teacher in high school who went to live with the Navajo on a reservation, and he would not let the school take his picture for the school yearbook. He wasn't Navajo, but he Hmm. lived with them, and he was like, I agree. Nope. That's awesome. Man, how many pieces of our souls have been stolen? Every selfie. All of them. Yeah, you don't have one anymore shoot or yeah we, we've well, we really just the question too well, so if like over, any guys. photography of you takes a piece of your soul uh all the surveillance cameras around you constantly every day oh. like you lose your soul in a day just by going outside right but that raises that raises the question though is it more about simply having your picture taken or more about your consent to having the picture taken can it really steal your soul unwittingly like that hmm i think i don't know i I think at this point by opening i think at this point by opening your eyes you're you're uh clicking the i consent button basically like you participate in society therefore you consent right at this point yeah yeah it's 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 not a bug it's a feature that's true everybody who lives out on homesteads in the middle of nowhere and is totally self-sufficient and off the beast system like they're not getting security cameras I know feel when it's Navajo, too late to become I, Amish. With the Navajo, anyways, uh, and it's not just the pictures, but it's uh, they don't want like their hair or or like anything of them left behind somewhere. And you could relate it to something of, like akin to voodoo, but I think the idea is that you know something can get a hold of a piece of them and then use it in some kind of ritual or or bad magic. You know, I feel like that's in a lot of different cultures that um, that's a thing. Yeah, the Navajo specifically and people related to them, um, obviously we can bring up the idea of skinwalkers and curses in regards to like ritual. Um, well, I'd say that's probably the main part of it is curses, sending something after a person and you need a something from them, right? Yeah. This, what, this, what is closer to you than a lock of your hair? Yeah, right. I, I feel the, like that's like a part of witchcraft as well. The Navajo believe the skinwalker needs the pelt of the animal that it wants to change into. Like it needs right. its skin literally like in a backpack in it on it or something. <laughs> or many times they'll wear it and they'll like pull it up like a hood and, and you know, pull it around their body and then right. morph into it. That is so freaking horrifying if you actually like try to imagine that transformation. Ugh. from a human into a skinwalker yeah like let's say he's wearing like let's let's say one of them is wearing the the pelt of i don't know an elk and he just pulls up the elk head over his head and kind of pulls pulls the elk skin around his shoulders or something and then suddenly goes down to all fours and changes gotta be a pretty disgusting change sure what if right. someone just told the skinwalker that there's bugs under his skin and he needs to tear it off? <laughs> Gaslight the skinwalkers? Yeah, yeah. Gaslight the skinwalkers into tearing their own skin off. That's bad cable management. You got to tear them out. 
<laughs> All right, gotta, so gotta turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, right. Re- hit the wiggle the plug. So we forgot about this one, Windyville, Missouri. Windyville, Missouri, population of fifty-one, and it's all haunted. Uh, haunted Windyville. Windyville, Missouri, is said to be haunted. There are many rundown businesses in multiple cemeteries that all have creepy things said about them. In the eighteen hundreds, there were multiple child deaths, and now it has been reported that there is children's laughter that comes from the cemeteries. Okay, children's to children's spooky ghost. Anything spooky involving children is. 10 times more scarier than the adult stuff like that. that mm-hmm. Am I the only one? No, oh, no, you're not. I'm right there with you. Yeah. It's like the black eyed kids. Yes. Yes. That's why you carry buckshot with rock salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. They said that uh, if you look on Wikipedia, uh, for Windyville, Missouri, it says many say there are eerie things that go on in Windyville, and you might think twice about making a visit there. Even even Wikipedia thinks it's spooky. They've got Paranormies a cemetery that they have a cemetery. What's that? <laughs> Said paranormies meet up there when? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, uh, the cemetery is uh, has a guy on horseback that rides around at night. Ghost guy on horseback. Oh, the go- good old little girl holding a lantern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cemetery horseman. Yeah. Oh, that's just great. Mm-hmm. Your typical red eyes in the darkness. So that that's always good to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, houses that are still the exact same as they were in the eighteen hundreds. No, that awesome. right there, that mansion right there. Are you guys on that on that? that eagle page <laughs> oh no not not that one i'm talking about stuff like the general store and, and oh places actually in the town oh okay um you can see inside this one building where they turned where they or they turned a non-fireplace into a fireplace or they turned a radium fireplace into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a radium heater into a fireplace right They ruined it. Yeah, I would like to know the presence of radium at uh, radium technology at the St. Louis World Fair. Absolutely, yeah. Because this would have been, yeah, that would have been about the time of the craze, right? Mm-hmm. Turn of the century up to First World War just after? Yep. Well, that's yeah, crazy. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna be looking at this for the next episode then. <laughs> so yeah, so this this whole town is haunted, and it's only got 51 people in it now. I'd say that is the literal and paranormal definition of a ghost town. <laughs> right. It's tiny, it's tiny, tiny little town. But I mean, like aside from like you know, a bunch of children dying, like, oh, was there like some sort of like massacre, some sort of like insane thing that happened or was it just cursed land it doesn't say it just there was just a lot of children died yeah i mean yeah. i was trying to find it but i i, I don't see anything i don't really see anything it. reading through the references on like no 
recently, there was a situation where women were trafficked and put in a cage in Windyville. Recently? Two years ago. Well, a year and a half. Huh. I guess the best place to try to get away with that would be in a place where there's no people. Well, virtually no people. Right. Yeah, and it's out in the Ozarks, as far as I know, which is a major human trafficking route and just trafficking in general. Mm. What kind of ghost is that, Scooby? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Who's behind this mask? Oh, God. (laughs) So we got aliens, we got UFOs, We've had Bigfoot. We got Ghost uh, Kids. Ghost Kids. Um, you know the, the other thing, the Gravity Hill. Okay, did you guys check this out? So yeah. there's what they call a magnetic hill. Is that this thing where the it like uh, it rolls uphill? Or, yes, uh, one of those weird anomalies. Yeah. Yes. So. According to Wikipedia, the slope of Gravity Hills is an optical illusion. So um, they always people claim they're magnetic or some sort of supernatural paranormal forces at work. It is literally just uh, a an obstructed horizon, according to Wikipedia. So without a horizon, it becomes difficult for a person to judge the slope of a surface. So what's a horizon, though? Depends on how far you zoom. Well, I mean, it's perfectly flat no matter what. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just just saying. Um, I mean, how, how can you use it as a as a reference if it's not a constant, right? Just saying. Um, Source, because we said so. Well, yeah, right. Okay, so objects which one would normally assume to be more or less perpendicular to the ground, such as trees, may be leaning, offsetting the visual reference. So, um, this whole so their their whole theory is the absence of a horizon, which then just goes into other stuff which we like to talk about here. Um, yeah, the cars. Missouri's got it all. mm -hmm. But yeah, you can you can. Like they cars roll uphill, kind of a thing. Um, I, I've seen a couple of videos on this. It's pretty cool, you know, because like the car got up to like seventeen miles an hour. It wasn't like just a little bit of a yeah. That's know. not a small little hill, right? So that's kind of funny. I don't know what to think of that because I mean, if it's an optical illusion, but it's not an optical illusion. You know, they're trying to say it is, but I don't believe that it is. I mean, I probably could have bought the whole optical illusion thing until they brought up the whole horizon thing. It's like, ah, I see what you did there. No. Mm. Well, they're just trying to give you like, you know, some sort of a sciencey way of saying, you know, you don't know. Well, actually. Yeah. But. That's still pretty cool, though. You know, one thing I totally forgot, Missouri Mm. also has cults. Do they have cults? They do. Well, there are stories of weird happenings, and I'm not sure if any are around Windyville, Mm. um, but weird happenings of like satanic cults and night meetings. There was also the, um, I don't know if 
any of you guys remember this, the Faith Bible Tabernacle? That sounds familiar. Yeah, it does sound familiar. Yeah, it was shut down by the FBI. I can't remember when. I think maybe the late 90s, um, early 2000s. But yeah, it was it was a very um, very horrible, abusive, uh, also money laundering cult. Hmm. Uh, because of course, because Aren't of course, they all? and I'm pretty sure they were involved in human trafficking. I mean, would it be a cult without that? True. Gotta have a grift. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, it was shut down by the FBI, which means it's now under new management. I assume. Yeah, like, listen, pal, if, you're, it, it, if anyone's going to run a grift in this town, it's going to be me. Right, right. right. <laughs> yes, yes. You work for me now. Well, or yeah, or they did. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. You know, we missed the um, the Hornet spook lights. Oh, they're kind of like a Will-O-The-Wisps, yes, aren't they? Yes, the Misery Will-O-The-Wisps. Hey, if you guys want to end the show with something fun, I just added the 16 bizarre roadside attractions in Missouri. What? If you want to take a quick gander. Yeah. Oh boy. Mount Rushmore with fake celebrity heads. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's Branson. That's in Branson. All right. Well, Branson, Missouri doesn't count. Branson, Missouri is like... Boathenge. These are silly. Yeah, that's what I said. No. Well, he's not wrong. The world's largest man-made moon. Uh, I hate to tell you this, St. Louis. The Chinese did out, outdid them on that. Well, if you look up outside, it's dark out right now. I think you can see it. There's the world's largest man-made moon. Um, world largest 20th century pecan. Is there like, what was there like a, a 16th century pecan that was larger at one point or something? Did they, did they, did they need to differentiate between the centuries? World's largest 20th. This is for a live stream kind of a thing. These are kind of funny though. We could do that as a future live stream. Just yeah. do strange yeah. and weird attractions. Yeah. Have a fun, lighthearted night. Oh, dude, the awakening. Okay, so the awakening statue is something that's always creeped me out. The awakening statue from Chesterfield, Missouri. Oh, it's yeah. bro, what the hell? It's, it's whimsical. It's not whimsical. It's freaking creepy. It is creepy as fuck. There is something coming out of the ground, an arm, and there's a face, and another hand, and then there's a, a leg. It looks like he's like screaming. It, yeah, it's, it's being. It looks like a giant being buried, being birthed. No, it's the awakening. Mud Floyd. Well, or something. I don't like this. Yeah, this is something that. Yeah, so this is definitely Look something for nine. a live stream. But uh, Look at number nine. Hall of Waters. Nine. The Hall of Waters. A water bar. Oh, water's curative powers. Hmm. Is it the fluoride? No, this is. I don't know. I have no idea about the water. This seems to be like a, like I don't know, like a like a nineteen fifties, but also. Fuck, I don't know. 
Oh man, number fourteen. That's the original schizo post. It's it's just a uh, human nervous system. The original Giga Chat. Yeah, that is that is really <laughs> freaky. Okay, so the the human nervous system thing is one of the freakiest things I've ever seen. Because that's literally what is inside of you. But also, if you've ever seen like lightning, there you go. Jim the Wonder Dog. Evolution BTFO. <laughs> we almost missed Jim the Wonder Dog who had magic powers. Right. Oh, yeah. Somebody claimed he was uh, uh, King Solomon reincarnated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Glad we didn't miss that. Oh, boy. I know to have faith, but if that were to happen to me, it'd be like, uh, really? That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Why would he re- be in? Never like, I'm a, I'm a, do- I'm a dog. Really, really, really. I, I lick my own butthole now. Really, right. what's up, dog? That was King Solomon. He, he got a statue. Right. Okay. <laughs> These are all silly. King Solomon yes. be like, I have statues in two animal forms. <laughs> True. Well, gentlemen, I think we've about wrapped up. Um, well, there's some more ghost stories, but I don't want to talk about ghost stories right now. About wrapped up Missouri. Um, thanks for hanging out, Jack. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. Reinhardt Grognak. Um, we'll see you guys on Tuesday for sure. Yes, sir. Yes. There will be a creepypasta at the end of this. I know what it is. Uh, we will see you Tuesday live on DLive, Odyssey, and of course over on Pilled for the Nationalist Inquirer. Um, there's supposed to be a statement to come from distant apparel. You guys, I don't know. Uh, I just know that they're shutting down or I don't, I don't know. They ran, they, there's a statement coming. So I know I didn't get my shirts. F. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well we tried an effort was made. An attempt was made. You know the star with the crooked spokes? And it's like an attempt was made. Yeah. When we know something, you will know something. Exactly. And and it's not like we know anything. So sorry about that, fam. I really, really am. All right. We are going to get out of here. We will see you later. I'm Travel Makes You Gay. Not many people take me seriously. I get it. Someone with a traumatic past like mine must be nuts, right? But I know what I've seen. I know all too well. You see, I'm a Bigfoot hunter. But I don't like calling it that. First, there's more than one of them. So the name implies only one exists. So, And two, I really hate that name. Bigfoot sounds like some wacky name for a monster in a kid's cartoon. And that's how a lot of people think of them. Cheesy made-for-TV monsters. But they're not. They are horrifying and very dangerous, I should know. Anyway, I prefer the term Sasquatch. My obsession with Sasquatches began at a young age. I loved hiking and my grandpa would always tell me stories of Sasquatches roaming around in the woods. The first book I ever checked out of the library was a big book about cryptids of the world, with Sasquatch on the cover. Unfortunately, my childlike wonder would soon be replaced by an absolute fear of the woodland beasts. 
My dad took me hiking a lot. Sometimes my mom and little sister would come, but normally it was just us two. I always enjoyed those hiking trips until one day we had an encounter with a Sasquatch that would change my life. Mark Twain National Forest is near where I grew up, and my father would often take me hiking there. When I was 10 years old, we took our last hike together. It all started out fine. The sun was shining and the temperature was unusually warm for Missouri in November. We journeyed into the woods without a care in the world, but we saw something that quickly spoiled our carefree moods. Behind some trees, we saw an extremely tall, hairy beast standing on two legs. Its fur was black and must have been at least seven feet tall. My heart began beating louder and louder. As if it heard my heartbeat, that thing turned its head and revealed bright red eyes with sharp teeth. I began backing away on wobbly legs. I looked to my dad for some sort of help for reassurance, but when I looked up, him, a blur came out of the trees with a loud roar. My father was on the ground with a gigantic beast on top of him. Before I sprinted away, I managed to catch a glimpse of this hideous thing bearing claws from its hands and using them to rip apart the flesh of my father's face. I ran away as fast as I could with my father's cries of agony in the backdrop. I found my way back to the information center by the parking lot and ran inside. I was sweaty, dirty, and hysterical. I told them my dad got attacked by something. When they asked me what it was, I realized at last what the thing was. It was Bigfoot, I said in sobbing whisper. Everything after is a blur. They called my mom to come get me and got police and paramedics to search the forest. They didn't find a trace of my dad. After a week, the search was suspended. To this day, you can still find my father on a list of missing persons. Everyone tried to ask me what happened. I told them, but they wouldn't believe me. They said it must have been a bear or my imagination or something. I knew it wasn't a bear. It was standing and walking on two legs. And how could something I imagined kill my father? Needless to say, I went to a lot of therapy over the next few years. The psychiatrists and therapists tried reasoning with me and telling me there's no such thing as a Sasquatch. I had imagined it all. I never believed them, but eventually I played along and agreed with them. However, the nightmares continued for years after the attack. I still have nightmares about that day sometimes, but I don't feel as helpless about it as I did when I was a child. I decided I would make people believe that Sasquatches are real and they are dangerous. I conquered my fear of the woods and began searching for signs of Sasquatches, always with the camera around my neck to document anything I found. The only evidence I found was odd scratches in trees, dung, footprints, and occasionally a strange howling or growl coming from deep in the forest. I even started a Sasquatch club in my high school. I got bullied a lot for it and not everyone in the club took it seriously. But I was happy that at least some people believed me and helped me. But one day, I realized that what I was doing wasn't enough. Just going out looking for evidence on weekend hikes was insufficient. I decided to become a survival expert. I went to college and studied forestry and zoology. After that, I joined the army for five years, learning as much as I could about survival, hunting, and outdoorsmanship. By the time I was discharged, I was ready to put my plan into motion. I built a small cabin in a secluded area near where my father was killed. I kept lots of guns, knives, and crossbows with me. Later, I even hooked up my house with night vision cameras and motion detection. This was my base of operations, so to speak. From this location, I would scour the forest and try to capture or kill a Sasquatch. I did capture some video of mysterious movement by my house one night with my motion-activated cameras, but nothing was definitive. Almost every day, I would comb the woods, searching for evidence. I sometimes went on what I like to call field expeditions, too. On a field expedition, I take a tent and some provisions and go on a five-day hike to cover more distance. My latest field expedition would be my most horrifying. I set off from my cabin at dawn as usual. I carried with me my tent, sleeping bag, shotgun, ammo, a few knives, some food, some water, and tons of other basic wilderness survival material. Anyway, my first day out was pretty typical. No evidence, no sightings, nothing. 
But things began getting weird on my first night. I was about to turn in for the night in my tent when I began hearing low bellows from within the forest and human screams. I leaped out of my tent with my shotgun fully loaded and my night vision goggles on. I searched the area around my tent for two hours but couldn't find anything. Before I went to bed, I set up a camera nearby and put down a trap. I woke up but nothing was in the trap and there seemed to be nothing of note on the footage that my camera recorded. My second day was completely normal except for one thing. In the afternoon, I was walking along when I thought I saw my dad walking through the trees. I ran over to where I saw him, but there was no one there. I looked in the surrounding area, but there was just a squirrel, not my dad. I shook my head and moved on after that. On the third day, I was, once again, preparing for bed when I saw a shadow coming from outside of my tent. There was a low growl. I grabbed my dagger and my lantern and stealthily approached the exit to the tent. Then I rushed outside but found nothing there. I stayed on high alert for hours, gripping my shotgun, waiting for a Sasquatch to show itself, but nothing ever happened. I got a late start on my fourth day because of how long I stayed up the previous night. I checked the camera I set up in my camp, and then I saw it. A shadow with glowing eyes was coming from behind a tree shortly after I set up the camera. But the thing that the camera caught never came out in the open. When I rushed out of the tent, the eyes were gone. Once again at night this time, a few hours into my slumber, I heard faint growls. I opened my eyes and saw what looked like two figures outside my tent, but I was barely able to keep my eyes open and fell asleep again almost immediately. I cursed myself for this when I woke up, but I thought it would have been a dream or my tired mind playing tricks on me. I would soon find out that I was wrong. I was going to check the camera to be sure, but I needed to take a piss first. But before I could even begin, I heard an awfully loud growl. I ran out from the tree I was behind and saw them. In front of me were three Sasquatches staring at me with their red eyes, and it almost seemed like their dreadfully sharp teeth were distorted into big grins. I took out my pocket knife to threaten them. But then one of them did something I didn't expect. One of the brutes took my camera from its perch on a tree and smashed it. I gasped. I yelled and bolted towards the beast, but they were too quick for me. Before my knife could pierce their flesh, they were gone again in a dark blur. I saw them running into the woods and chased after them, but eventually I lost them and couldn't find them again. I couldn't believe they destroyed the camera. Did I finally collect enough evidence that they wanted it destroyed? If that were the case, I shuddered, thinking of how much I may have underestimated the Sasquatch's intelligence. It was supposed to be my last day out here today, but I decided I'm not finishing this expedition until I get one of those sorry bastards killed and show its carcass off to everyone, so they know the truth. I will kill a Sasquatch, or die trying.